Welcome to Alternative Talk, where we focus on real life, everyday people who are positively affected by cannabis. We'll be speaking to patients, advocates, and professionals keeping you informed on the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry, bringing quality of living to life. Real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis. Now, here's the host of Alternative Talk, Bear Savon. Welcome, and everybody, thank you for listening in to Alternative Talk. This is Bear, and I wanted to say thank you, so appreciate you tuning in. Today, we got a special guest with us, Tom McCain from Peachtree Norm, Georgia. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Bear? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you so much for asking. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Well, I appreciate being asked. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I, I've been waiting for this, uh, for this moment because... The other shows that we had, I couldn't ask because I was afraid to get slapped, you know. So, so I'm going to get this opportunity to finally ask somebody for 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 the show, um, you know, and and you know, let's get straight to the point here. I know you got some straight, you know, some interesting stories to tell us. And my first thing is, of all the guests that we have on the show here, is is always wondering. I mean, we're on cannabis radio. Have you ever had marijuana? <laughs> Uh, a time or two, yeah. yeah. And I say that, I say that facetiously, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I was smoke, smoked it on and off during my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, what was your first experience so, like? Well, uh, my first experience, all I can tell you is I liked it. Um, I was, well, and just to give you a little bit of background, I'm the son of a Baptist preacher rural Alabama and uh, really didn't know and I'm 66 years old so that was a long time ago <clears throat> so really <clears throat> I couldn't have told you what marijuana looked like when I uh, joined the Air Force and uh, uh, but I did join the Air Force and I found out uh, what marijuana looked like smelled like and tasted like and everything else and um, I knew that I liked it that's that's really kind of all that I knew. And I smoked it for, oh, um, about 13 years of a 20-year um, career in the Air Force. So, um, and then just gave it up for, well, actually, I gave it up for my family. Um, had two daughters by that time, and the Air Force was starting to do a program called Golden Flow. <laughs> and uh, they were testing this kind of regularly and I just kind of made this responsible adult decision that I was going to give it up because otherwise I was putting a career and my family in jeopardy. So at first it started out, seems like what, 20, 21 years old. Okay. Like, hey, I'm, I, I see it looks beautiful. I'm assuming, right. Cause that's how I feel. Uh, smells great. I mean, hopefully, you know, all flowers smells great. Uh, right. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're having good times. We're laughing. I mean, usually when I think of, you know, individuals, you know, uh, smoking cannabis is happy and enjoying, right? And, you know, all of a sudden you're in the military after you said 20 years. I mean, nobody wants to lose their job and career. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see my mom. She's been working for, you know, 30, uh, 33 years. And, uh, you know, for someone, for example, like her age, you know, she's she's getting ready to retire. 
But, uh, you know, it, it'd be nice if, you know, it was okay for her to use a topical without not having to worry about, you know, she's because she gets random drug tests. You know? So it seems like for you, for quitting for, for, for one of the <clears throat> simplest reasons, it's like many, right? It says, hey, I started smoking at a younger age and all of a sudden, you know, I have responsibilities. So, I mean, wh- what did you do after that? I mean, what did you get yourself, I mean, into? You stopped smoking, you have a family, you know? Well, yeah, I quit smoking, finished, uh, retired from the Air Force and uh, moved down here to rural Georgia where mom and dad had moved while I was in the Air Force and became a cop. So, you know, I was... Wait, wait, what? Wait, I'm sorry, what? Say that again? I'm uh, I'm sorry, what? Hold on. (laughs) You said you became a what? (laughs) A cop. I became a certified Georgia peace officer. You know what, sir? First off, thank you for serving the country, you know, especially times like this. You know, um, I don't watch the news much um, because, you know, I I like to see more positive things on the news. Um, Second, you became a police officer, you know, someone that I don't care what anybody says. You know, you guys protect our communities. You guys put yourself on the line, you know, not just in the military, but now as a police officer protecting our communities at home, you know, where it's safe, you know, where, where kids can you know, have a brighter future. And and so you became a cop, and I apologize. I had to say that. So thank you. <laughs> That's okay. That's right. Thank you. Um, and you're welcome. Uh, you know, as far as the military experience, uh, I, I did it. I stayed in it, let's put it like that, because uh kind of became a student of the Constitution. And uh, when I took that oath uh, to help the United States, I took it seriously. And um, so, anyway, the rest of it's just, uh, you know, moving on into law enforcement and and being a, a trying to be a service to the community. I don't know. Back has pretty much been a life of service. And uh, but uh, you're welcome is all I can say. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, I mean, that's that's great. You know, so you um became with the service you know and you know the the police you know um helping community and i mean with you discovering i mean how did you you know discover you know this marijuana weed what what do people call it now different ways and they're supposed to be proper ways i guess but i mean how how, you know how did you go back for example like about you know being pharmaceutical right and being a veteran um I mean, why are we on the show today, right? I mean, let's let's really right. hear what you have to say because so it think, sounds like you have a lot to say. <laughs> well, I think what you're saying or what you're asking me is, uh, you know, how does a how does a cop wind up running a marijuana legalization outfit? And uh, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a uh, obviously a long process. But towards the end of my career as a cop, I was. Uh, the chief deputy of a small rural county here in Georgia. And um, and I just got to noticing that when we were doing raids for marijuana, uh, we'd get information about a dealer. Um, it, you know, we weren't, we were affluent homes. We were raiding folks that were living in a double wide trailer, uh, mm-hmm. selling marijuana in an economically depressed area of georgia where uh, that's about you know one of the only options they're doing it to pay the rent uh, they make their car payments put food on the table 
Um, and so even it sounds was, like even with yeah. maybe some little government assistance, it's still not enough because one, if they could, they would probably get a job in some kind of employment, right? And and they're living in these you know certain areas now. It's where times are difficult, and you you guys are going in there. And you, so you have done raids yourself and arrested individuals with cannabis. Oh yeah, I've never made a misdemeanor marijuana case, but uh, when I was on patrol or anything like that. But yeah, it was kind of my job to write search warrants and participate in raids because I was the evidence custodian. So yeah. I had to be there. Now, I didn't and you said, I, and I apologize. I mean, um, I. I've been in situations, and I won't say how young, um, but you know, I, I've you know experimented with cannabis at a young age, and um, I've you know been caught with it, you know, both by my parents and by authorities. And I'm not gonna lie, like I've had been told to dump a dime sack, you know. That I just got, you know, uh, right there in the street, you know, and, and at the end of the day, like, I really wasn't trying to do anything wrong. I really was just trying to pick up a sack and, you know, go do some homework or go hang just, you know, with some friends and just hang out and then go to school the next day. You know, that was one thing I always did was went to school. And, um, you know, so it's, 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 it's amazing that, you know, for me, for one is I've never really had a conversation, especially about cannabis, marijuana, weed, and then the other person being, you know, a cop, a police officer or someone in authority. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, um, that are in uniform and, you know, that protects and serves our community. Um, but it was just something I just felt like I just didn't want to ask because it's like asking someone, what did it feel like going to the military and over to the war? Right. I wouldn't ask somebody that, you know, but. You know, for those that are tuning in, I mean, there's a lot of things that are talking about, you know, and um, we're with Tom McKinnon, Peace Tree Norm. You know, we're going to go ahead and take a break at this moment. However, we're going to come back and we're going to learn a little bit more, you know, um, and speak with and hear uh, with Mr. Tom McCain. Let's take a break. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap channel. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com 
the next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you, um, you know, for those that are just joining us. We have uh, Tom McCain uh, from Peachtree Normal. And, um, you know, we were just going over how before the uh, break there that, uh, you know, he started medical cannabis at a younger age, went to military and uh, became a police officer, right? A cop and... Um, you know, and whatnot, had used and not used medical cannabis, and then uh, with his career not, you know, allowing, you know, to to medicate or to smoke weed, uh, he had to give it up. Um, but, you know, he's going to tell us a little bit more about um, his career, you know, as uh, an officer and how he's going to run raids and arresting or has helped individuals in the communities, so just about, you know, a police officer that everyone should be mad at. No, he's doing his job. He's doing the right things to protect and help our community stay safe. Uh, Tom, uh, thank you once again for being on the show. So, you know, could you, you know, elaborate a little bit more on, you know, how, you know, these things work? I mean, I've never seen it except for on TV, but I know it's not the same as TV. I mean, you're risking your life and, you know, putting yourself in danger as well. Well, yeah, actually, it is a lot like on TV. Uh, of course, that's a little more dramatized sometimes. But look, when you're out there doing it and the door is getting kicked in or um, and, and you know, you're watching all of this happen, because like I said, most of the time I was an evidence. I was the evidence custodian. So most of the time I wasn't really involved with the, all of the kicking and going in, although, although I have done that. Um, but um Look, it's a adrenaline high. Uh, any way you look at it, and there's a lot of drama involved. There's a lot of danger involved. You know, when you're uh, kicking, <clears throat> entering somebody's house at five thirty in the morning, for instance, and uh, you know they're still in the bed, and you're you're getting them out of bed. There's just a there's just a lot of tension there, and it, it takes a takes a good bit of calm to. Uh, uh, to get the whole situation under control. So, um, I, you know, it's not an experience that I really liked, though, uh, because I recognize the fact that it did put the worked with in danger, men and women that I worked with in danger when we did it. So I wasn't a big fan of them, but um, there again, I was doing my job. But as I was saying in the earlier segment, um, I never made a misdemeanor marijuana arrest when I was out on patrol as I was coming up through the ranks. Uh, and you had mentioned that you had encountered someone in law enforcement and uh, they'd uh, pretty much just let you dump a little dime bag out. Well, that's normal. that was normally what I did. I kind of offered them up the option. They could either, uh, <laughs> they could either put it on, put it on her, or they could go to jail, and nobody ever took option two. So, no. uh, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, you know, went on through that career. I was a cop for uh, fifteen years here in Georgia, and uh, I, look, I was getting older until I was forty. So um, I was getting older, and 
started developing some health problems, uh, toting 28, 30 pounds of equipment around on your waist. It doesn't help your back any at all. And uh, so because I was a veteran, I started going to the VA hospital uh, in Dublin, Georgia, about that. And uh, just first thing they did was put me on hydroconone. And um, I just, over the years, some other things developed, and I wound up on about uh, nine different pharmaceuticals that um, all bore the, uh, may cause dizziness or drowsiness warning label. And in combination, they certainly did. Pretty much turned me into a... uh, turn me into a zombie. I've always been pretty big, but I got up to like right at 300 pounds. Uh, and just to be perfectly honest, well, you didn't give a rat's backside whether or not I lived or died uh, at that point in time. Uh, and I moved back up to Nebraska. That's where I retired from the Air Force from. I've got two daughters, five grandkids up there. And uh, so we moved back up there after I just fully retired. And uh, my son-in-law uh, was sitting out on the back porch one day smoking a bowl, and I decided I was going to go out there and mess with him a little bit. And I also decided, why not? Uh, you know, I wasn't obligated to anybody except my family at that point in time. So, um, so I walked out on the porch and said, let me hit that. And it really shocked him, uh, but he uh, he handed me the pipe and I took a hit out of it, and the first thing that I realized was, hey, this ain't what I was smoking back then. Uh, There's been a lot of changes in it. And the second thing I realized after sitting there for about two hours having a conversation with him was that I hadn't gone to the medicine cabinet that morning like I normally did. Uh, My back pain was, um, well, it had just really eased my back pain, let's put it like that. So, uh, began to kind of ex- begin to do a little more research about it. Uh, started hearing about how it uh, was being used as medicine, uh, and started hearing about, of course, uh, legal states and legal medical marijuana states, and just got to digging into it and uh, decided, look, you know, this is working for me and decided to keep on with it. My wife wasn't real crazy about it, but uh, but I decided I was going to keep on with it. And eventually what wound up happening was I went from right at 300 pounds to about 220. Uh, so I lost about 70 pounds. Um, a lot of that was due to grandkids getting me involved in uh, outdoor activities, uh, disc golf, that type of thing. And uh, so between the, the cannabis and being able to function better and um, and the exercise, uh, I was able to actually come off of all of the VA pharmaceuticals that I was on. I'm, I don't take anything pharma anymore. The only thing I use is cannabis for pain relief and, um, and for other uh, functions. You know, the oils that I take, uh, don't, and I'm illegally healed, by the way. Uh, you know, here in Georgia, it's illegal to do that unless you got a card. 
So, uh, but I take the oils and uh, and they help with the pain, but they don't always help with some of the demons that I've uh, met and had to deal with over the years. And uh, I really don't have any PTSD from my military experience, but it's a different story with uh, my law enforcement experience. So, um, anyway, the, the inhaled cannabis helps with that. And, um, and like I said, I'm able to function. I'm able to live a active lifestyle and get around and do the things that I need to be able to do to, uh, to run this organization, Peachtree Normal. And, um, along with the help of some very dedicated board members and, uh, and dedicated activists, uh, we're we're making headway here in Georgia, but uh, you guys are. as far as how I got into this from being a cop, even from being a retired cop, into the activism advocacy side of it, um, I was there was a guy named David Hooks that got killed here locally in Lawrence County uh, in a kind of a 11 o'clock at night uh, raid. It wasn't a no-knock or anything like that, but uh, he had just been burglarized the night before. It's a long story, so I won't go into all of it, but he'd just been burglarized the night before, and then the next night, the sheriff's office hits him. Uh, and they were looking for methamphetamines based on the word of the person who had burglarized them, and um, went out and did this, did this raid, and after a 44-hour search, uh, came up with nothing. So, you know, the man died for nothing, and I got involved in that, and through that, got led to the uh, Gold Dome in, in the Georgia Capitol and was testifying against uh, no-knock warrants. Uh, the term no-knock warrant being written in the black letter Georgia law, and I met Sharon Rayvert, who was the executive director of Peachtree Normal at that point in time, uh, and listened to her story of a raid uh, that traumatized them, cost them, I don't know how much money, over 1.7 grams of marijuana. And wow. I just decided, I, I just decided, look, it's time for this to end. Yes. Um, we've got, we've got states that have legalized it. We've got states that have, well, legalized it for recreational use. We've got states that have legalized it for medical use. And here we are in Georgia, still locking people up for small amounts of marijuana. Yes. And Absolutely. And, and individuals and individuals has that has cards can't even properly get their medication. Am I correct? Well, that's right. What we have here as far as Georgia's um, CBD low THC um, laws are, yes. it, it, what we have is a great big empty box. We have about 14 conditions, 14 or 15 conditions that you can, uh, if you apply, you know, get your doctor into the uh, uh, Department of Public Health, they will issue you a card, and then you've got a card that lets you legally possess 20 ounces of CBD low THC oil. However, yes. Yes. we it in this state. We can't produce it in this state. So the only way for the patients, it, the legal patients now, the only way for the legal patients to be able to get it is to violate federal law. 
buy it across the state line to go get it in a legal state and bring it back, or the U.S. mail, uh, which is also a, a federal crime, right. or to buy it from a local, or to buy it from a local dealer. Right. Who and, and you know realistically in those situations you don't know what you're getting you know yes. <laughs> you know you know nobody so, wants to get but, in trouble you know so nobody definitely wants right. to get in trouble I mean I have a right. family I can't risk that so but with that being right. said look let's you know that was a lot of information and lots to, lot to you know take in um, but let's go ahead and take a quick break real quick and then we're going to continue this when we come back um, you know thank you again uh, for everybody for tuning in. So I'm going to take a break. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, uh, we're back from the break. Thank you for, uh, you know, uh, listening in, everybody. Um, This is our last segment, and we're with Tommy Kane. For those that are just tuning in, Uh, Tommy Kane is with Peace Tree Norm. For more information, you can uh, check out CannabisRadio.com uh, for our show, Alternative Talk. Um, you can also check our Alternative Talk uh, Facebook page and also AlternativeVibes.com. Uh, but, Tom, thank you for, uh, you know, on the show again. You know, I cannot uh, say it enough. Um, you were just telling us, you know, how, you know, how you were, you know, in, in, in you know, the force and, um you know, uh, raids were happening in your local town, you know, you're moving, uh, a bunch, bunch, you know, I mean, uh, that was a lot, right? I mean, we're looking at with uh, a lot of years involved, you know, with using and without, and finally you're using again. And, you know, just by, you know, making a joke, you know, with, uh, um, your, gra- your grandson, right. I believe you said, um, and, and just, you know, taking a puff from the bowl and all of a sudden, you notice two hours later, you're not, 
you know, uh, taking your medication from the, you know, the, the medicine cabinet, you, all of a sudden you notice, you know, you're, you're, you're exercising again, you're losing weight, right? You're making healthier choices. Seems like, you know, you became more involved with your life and your family, um, you know, but there are other things that, you know, have brought you to the reasons why you also needed the true um, uh, medicine, uh, cannabis itself, right? Where, um, you know, you had some, you know, dark moments in your life and, you know, things that uh, many would maybe consider as PTSD, um, you know, in this situation. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely tell us a little bit more. And, um, you know, we want to also, before the segment's over, you know, we want to hear a little bit more of, you know, uh, who to what you're doing today and, you know, letting letting the guests, you know, let listeners know where to find you. How do we, you know, get more help and learn a little bit more and be more involved in the communities and helping out? Sure. Um, so, I, well, once again, you know, once I once I started getting into this and really discovering how beneficial it is rather than uh, now look and talk about uh, the, the difference between dependence and addiction here uh, for just a second you know I, i've become dependent on it there's no doubt about it but i was dependent on those other pharmaceuticals so you know one like i was abusing those i was taking them as uh, as as was directed and um and, and you know but you don't have doctors to tell you uh you know, well, you should use this much cannabis or you should take this much oil of a trial and error type of thing. And I've been my own guinea pig in figuring out what works best for me with uh, with cannabis. And um, so so as far as, you know, the, the dark places, um, I don't dream about some of those things anymore i don't sit around and obsess about some of those things anymore uh, you know i had a real good um, friend that was also a protege uh young guy uh 22 years old who was on the force with me and uh got murdered on the side of the interstate uh and uh and during a traffic stop and you know that type of thing you know having to bury him having to because this wasn't just a guy on the force. This was a guy that broke bread at my table, uh, swam in my swimming pool. So, um, and he was a friend, a very close friend. And I told him his casket, seeing what his family went through, seeing what his father, his grandfather went through, um, and his mother and I, you know, the whole family. Um, I don't sit back and dwell on those things like I used to. Uh, so that's really, uh, you know, it, so, and, and the inhaled cannabis is what does that, um, helps me with that. So the oils help me with my aches and pains and I got plenty of them at 66, believe me, but, uh, but the inhaled cannabis is what helps me with those, um, with those dark places. And, uh, you know, I, not like I'm sitting here rolling. Uh, well, I don't smoke blunts much anyway. But anyway, it's not like I'm sitting here rolling joint after joint or blunt after blunt. I load myself up a little pipe. I take a hit off of it. And I put it down and I go on about my business. Um, like I said, stay pretty active. So, um, but so even just one small, 
even one small little puff can just, you know, sort of like saying taking and I'm not really familiar with how the pills comes, but like, uh, you know, uh, 10 milligrams of Xanax or, or something like that. Right. Or or, or not Xanax. Um, sure. Like uh, uh, whatever it is for your pain medicine. So it's like the same thing. It's just taking one puff and one pop or pill, pop a pill, whatever. And and so so that's the stories where, you know, many doesn't understand too is some will think mostly like you said is you know I don't sit here and roll joint after joint after joint you know so, um, you know, this this is this is why we you know we're we appreciate individuals like you coming on the show, you know be able to share your story you know get your message out there and tell communities hey you know I'm someone you know. That that is in the community, just like everybody else, you know. And um, it, it doesn't have to be about someone that's about trying to get stoned, right? And you're using that's, it for your right. medication. That's right. No, you know, I don't get out and bother folks, and uh, you know, stay in my little office, stay on my property, mind my own business. Now, you know, I go visit friends and all that, but and I'm active. I'm still active in the community. I'm the I'm the I'm the foreman of the. Trutland County Grand Jury right now. Yes. Got elected as the foreman of the Grand Jury for the next few months. So, uh, you know, it's not like it's not like we're these bad people. I mean, we're, we are members of the community. The only reason that we're bad is because the law are considered bad is because, you know, it's against the law. Well, you know, well, should it be against the law? Should it be against the law? And that's the that's the question. And that's what we're trying to get changed here in Georgia. And that kind of brings me to, you know, some of the folks that are involved in this movement. Uh, there are, and there are literally uh, thousands of us. There are, and there are some of us that are more active than others, uh, mainly because we've got the time to be. Uh, and and we're passionate about this, so we spend time under the gold dome talking to legislators, and we, um, yeah, we uh, we spend our time trying to educate uh, people at the municipal level. You know, we've uh, Beach String Normal was <clears throat> heavily involved in uh, helping get the um, harm reduction ordinance uh, passed in the city of Atlanta, which makes. Uh, possession just a $75 fine and no jail time. Uh, so we were heavily involved in that. Uh, and we, so we advocate at not only the, uh, and educate at not only the municipal level, but uh, at the state level. And, and it, it takes a lot of work. Like I mentioned Sharon Rabert before, she was the uh, executive director before I, uh, took it over in uh, April of this year and uh, uh, was the first executive director of Peachtree Normal. So she's been at it for a long time. Uh, and uh, just a ball of fire, uh, her favorite saying is, when we're talking, we're winning. We're winning. And it's true. <clears throat> yeah. And, I, yeah, and so. you know what? I mean, and, and, and unfortunately, I know there's a lot to say, and, and I, I really like to leave it off with that note, is that we are winning right? Sharon Revert. Um, so, I mean, we have to, to, to really, unfortunately, you know, log off the show, but I mean, for everything that you guys are doing over there, you know, and those that are listening, uh, please, for, you know, for more information, 
you know, look us up on Alternative Talk or Cannabis Radio. And, um, you know, this is this is something that we want to continue to win at. And, uh, Tom, is there any last things that you'd like to say real quick, uh, one last second? Yeah, I'd just like to invite all of you to visit our Facebook page, Peachtree Normal. We also have a Facebook group, and we have a website, peachtreenormal.com org o-r-g all right there you have folks thank you for listening we'll see you guys on the next show thank you tom the opinions expressed on this cannabisradio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of cannabisradio.com any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of cannabisradio.com is prohibited 